Welcome to the Coffee with Kojo podcast, produced by the School of Communication and Journalism at South Dakota State University. My name is Dr. Rocky Daly, and I'm an associate professor in the school. In this episode, student host Sam Schauer speaks with Kojo student Carter Schmidt, who is the news director at the campus radio station KSDJ, and also works as a part-time reporter for KELO-TV. Coleman, South Dakota, it's a small town about half an hour south of Brookings, so grew up, I like to say I'm from the Brookings area. Brookings area. Okay, how many people are in Coleman? 600. Okay. Yep, graduated with a class of 20 people in 2018 from Coleman Egan High School, so uh, we're consolidated with a, with a square with another town not too far from us. Okay, okay. So then, uh, how did you get started in journalism? I guess in high school, um, I started doing these weekly sports shows. Um, where I would put together, we called it Coleman Egan Sports Center, and I'd put together these weekly shows we put on YouTube every week just talking about our school's athletics and everything that was going on, which included the stats, um, the highlights, and then kind of upcoming events, and just a number of, like, announcements and things put together into this one, you know, few-minute show each week that was put on YouTube. So that's kind of where it started, I guess. Um, I've always had an interest in, like, public address and announcing and things like that, and that's something I've been doing for a really long time as well. Um, but a little bit later in high school, uh, I ended up doing KSFY's media camp in 2016, so I was a part of that as a, in high school. And then the, um, the following summer, I ended up going to, they call it, it's the Asian American Journalist Association's J Camp, which was an all-expense-paid trip journalism camp in Philadelphia that I went to in 2017. So, uh, yeah, pretty... Pretty interesting start um, on how, how things went in high school, but certainly it's evolved since then. I hear it. I hear it. And then oh, when you went to that camp, you just fell in love with journalism, or were you still, like, shaky on it at the time? I was pretty much set on it at that time. I mean, the camps kind of, you know, helped that decision, helped me solidify that decision. But I don't know. I guess I just kind of fell in love with it then, and, and certainly even since then some things have changed, but... Uh, um, yeah, I just like to try to keep going what I'm doing, keep going with what I'm doing now. Okay, okay. So then, uh, how'd you get to SDSU? Well, pretty much being close to home, uh, only half an hour away. Um, some families, you know, I have some families alumni, and um, always just been a jackrabbit since I was really young. Uh, I've gone to games since I was really young, and I thought what I always said um, was I wanted to like keep. I had a, like a really strong connection with my high school. Uh, and, and community there, and I wanted to keep that connection alive, but still be able to go to school um, and form, you know, another connection here with people. Um, so that was kind of the main thing, was being able to keep the connection alive between my hometown and SCSU. Okay, okay. No other schools are on your mind at that time? Not necessarily, no. This was kind of, once I knew the program was here and that I could come here, that was just kind of um, where I ended up, I guess. Um, I didn't really look at a lot of other places. Um, you know, went to some college fairs and things like that and looked around, but um, once I knew the program was here and got to know the faculty and whatnot, it was a no-brainer. Okay, I can respect that. I respect that. I agree completely. Um, so then, what kind of uh, what kind of activities are you involved in on campus, with like uh, media-based wise? Yeah, so I've been involved with a number of activities on campus. Some more than others. Um, some I used to be involved more compared to now. But um, throughout my time at SDSU, I've done things with journalism club, which we don't really have this year. Um, because, you know, because of the combination of 
Kojo and KSTJ and the Collegian, so we don't really have Journalism Club this year, but I've been involved with that. We've gone on trips. I went to Chicago my freshman year and did a bunch of tours and stuff like that. And then uh, KSDJ, I'm the station manager now, and I've been involved with that for a couple of years, the, the our campus radio station. And then I have um, written stuff for the Collegian as well um, here on campus. Okay. Um, also, I also understand you work for the Prairie Dock or yep. on-call? Yeah, so I have a couple of different jobs on campus. So that one is on-call with the Prairie Dock. Um, I'm a reporter for them, have been for the last couple of years doing health-related stories each week. And then every Thursday, uh, much like yourself, Sam, we're uh, together on Thursday nights and um, helping with our production of Uncle the Prairie Dock here in Jaeger Media Center um, in Jaeger Hall. And then my other job I have is I work for STSU Athletics, and I've been doing that since my freshman year. Um, going back to how I kind of ended up here, too, I was kind of recruited into that position through Tyler Merriam, um, our associate AD of, of media here at SDSU and our, our radio broadcaster. He kind of saw some of the things I was doing in high school with that Coleman Sports Center, kind of liked it, um, got a hold of me, and basically I've been working for them ever since. That is true. And then you got a hold of me a couple weeks ago to record some track. It was fun. I enjoyed it. You know, just stand there um, uh -huh. and uh, move the camera. Get paid pretty well, too, which is nice. Yep. When I can see someone that's got to drive like you do, Sam, I, uh, I was like, yep, I'm going to have this guy come and help out. And I've done that to a few people that have... Maybe some have had more experience than others, some not a lot, and I just ask, you want to come help out? It's not too difficult to get paid for it. So, Exactly. It's a good combination. So then back to the Prairie Doc. Um, as someone who's thinking about maybe becoming like a reporter for the on-call next year, what what is uh, what it entails uh, being a reporter for on-call with Prairie Doc? Yeah, so every week we set up interviews with, with our sources, which a lot of times, depending on the contact through the doctors in, on the show, depending on who they have already set up or know or whatnot. But sometimes we go in blind, we find somebody ourselves. But you have to set that interview up depending on the information that's given to you. And then you do the interview. And then you take the interview and take that, um, that file. And a lot of times what I do is I transcribe most of it, and then I write just depending on how the interview went and what the style of the story I want to do. Um, then you write the story and you, you give that to Lowell, who's fantastic in, our, in Jaeger Media Center. And he does our does all the editing and everything for that, and then it airs on the show. Um, so a lot of times we like to get those done a week or you know beforehand. So it's not like it's a day of deal. Well, it's happened sometimes, you know, in, in a crunch, but um, most of the time we get those done a little a lot earlier. And it's just an easy way to do some health related um, packages and stories. Okay, okay, I gotcha. So then, uh, being involved in everything, uh, would you say that definitely has helped you with your career you are at right now? Yeah, certainly. Um, I would say, having been involved with everything, I wouldn't probably be where I'm at um, with internships and, and the career now and what I plan to do after college. Um, certainly all of that has helped me tremendously. I mean, I think being able to put a lot of that on your resume and, and show what you've been what you've been doing in college, not that you've just been going to class and been getting that degree, but you're also getting the experience and getting the hands that hands-on experience, that's really important. I think that's something an employer in the future is really looking for. Of course, of course. And then, so then how did you get, uh, you could just start with Kelloland? Yeah, so I started with Kelloland. Um, it was, let's see, two years ago, around this time, I got, I remember I remember I applied, did the interview, and got the, got the internship. It was about two years ago, this February. And I st started, of course, March of 2020. COVID started. I didn't know what that internship was, you know, if it was going to happen. Who knew? You know, I didn't know. 
Um, so we stayed in contact with my supervisor, and I got started in June of 2020 as an intern slash reporter. What was super cool with that is that internship is a very hands-on learning internship. Within six days of being there, I started on a Monday. My first package aired on, the, on a Sunday, so it was six days. Um, and I was basically on my own. You know, that's different for everybody just depending on their training. But, um, yeah, six days, and I was off and running. And since then, every day I've gone in, um, I've had a story. You know, unless I was, there was other things I had to get done that was kind of decided before that. But any day that I've gone into work as a reporter, I've had a story and come out with that. And did the internship. Worked all of last year. Did the internship again because with COVID, it couldn't count as credit. And because um, it was supposed to be online, it was in, it was face to face. So this past summer, I was able to count as credit, and now I've still been working with them throughout the school year as well. Okay. Would you say you've had a favorite story you've done with them? Um, there's been a lot of stories that really come to mind when I think of favorite, but for some reason, this one always is the one that comes to mind because it's so outrageous. Is a fisherman was up fishing on a lake in South Dakota, eastern South Dakota here, and he was fishing, and he had a big northern pike on the line, a big fish. And he went to set the hook, and the hook came out and had a bottom bouncer on his line, and it came and it hit his heart, and it pierced his heart. And I did a story about him. I, heard, I saw, you know, saw his story um, on Facebook and some posts about it, and I went and did a story about him and went to his house, interviewed him a week, week and a half after it happened. And the craziest part about that story was they had... He had his daughter with him in the boat and his wife, and his daughter happened to be a nurse and said, no, don't, don't, don't yank that bottom bouncer out. He would have just yanked it out and kept fishing. The reason you don't yank it out, if he would have, he would have passed right there. And um, so, yeah, they got him out, and they got him to the hospital, and within a week and a half I did that story with him. And what was really cool with that one is that one blew up, not just Kelloland, you know, fishermen around the state, and just how crazy of a story it is. I mean, anybody can see that and think that's really really crazy but that blew up kind of nationally it was it was used on a bunch of other next stars who owns Kello. It was blew up just across um, the nation and i actually went on like a national um next star online news thing they do each day and i actually uh, went on like a zoom and somebody asked me some questions about that story and what i thought kind of um, so that was really cool too i actually did that here in jaeger i was in burkings needed a place to do it so i stopped here and uh, I did that here and did that little national news thing. So that's one story that's come to mind. But there's so many others that I could that I could talk about forever and ever. I mean, I've I've done over probably I don't know 120 or 150 or something like that. So there's a lot um, I could choose from. But that's the one that always just like, yep, that one kind of blew up, and it's just so interesting. I'm a fisherman too, so I related to it. Of course, yeah. Um, Rocky actually brought up a couple of minutes ago uh, about a story you were working on about like uh, the best burgers in Sioux Falls or something. Or well, that, that was about Brookings, but I've done I've done stories about the burger battle in Sioux Falls too. Similar deal. Uh, the one here in Brookings was I did a story about the, their burger clash. Similar deal. Um, just an idea to get people out and trying new things and supporting local small restaurants and businesses and. Um, I went to the Pheasant here in Brookings and interviewed uh, one of the owners there and talked about their burger, and obviously I got to eat it too, so I got to, I got to try it, and it was really, really good. And um, Yeah, that was something I did here in Brookings. I love to do, I love to do stories in Brookings just because, I don't know, this is, this is my home. I can respect that. 
And so then I also remember um, you have your own DJ business, correct? Ooh. CS Entertainment? That's right. Yeah, I've been doing that for five years this past August, so we're looking, you know, five and a half years or so now, and um, DJ weddings, proms, just pretty much anything, um, bars, stuff like that, karaoke. And, yeah, that kind of just started. I was a junior in high school and thought, you know, I kind of want to do, do this. I want to entertain people and have my own business doing that. And got started. Things, you know, obviously with any business, kind of slow off the start. But uh, we got going pretty well, and then COVID happened, and that canceled a lot of, a lot of events. But then um, in 2021, it was crazy. Um, last September, I had, I think, seven events in September alone, seven weddings, like three of which were one weekend. So that's gotten a lot busier, and we got a busy schedule coming up ahead, so I'm looking forward to that. All right. And also for anyone wondering, CS Entertainment, uh, is, am I correct in saying it stands for Carter Schmidt's Entertainment? Carter Schmidt Entertainment, yep. Of course. Yep. Nobody ever calls it that. It's just CS, but that's what the, <laughs> that's what the CS is. So. <laughs> Figured, you know, I just thought I'd, thought I'd test it out. I'd be like, I want to make sure I get this right, you know. Yep, and there's an Instagram page and everything for that, so. Okay, do you have, like, a crazy, like, wedding or place you've DJed at before? Oh, boy. I'm trying to think. There's been, you know, it's one of the, the big trends in weddings now is barns, like wedding venues. Mm -hmm. Is these? They're not, but they're not, like, there's the refurbished barns and things like that you see that are redone and they're, these big, beautiful barns, but the new thing now is there's so many really, really nice venues that are built as barns to be a wedding venue. So they're really, really nothing crazy there, but it is just cool to go around and see all these different types of venues, meet all these different types of people, um, then just entertain these different types of crowds. Uh, I, try, I stay around this area for the most part, but I've done stuff um, as far as Aberdeen, um, as far as the Black Hills, down to Sioux City area, and over into Minnesota. So uh, for the most part, I like to stay in this area, but I don't know. There's there's some crazy stories in each of them, but they're all kind of unique. Okay, I gotcha. So then, um, as a student myself, it was like who like is in the, is in all his activities and does pretty much like a lot of stuff you do, only you have like your own business and everything more. How do you manage all of that and still like focus on schooling? It gets to be tough. Um, yeah, I think about this week just for in particular with the Summit League Basketball Championships coming up. I've got videos to edit for that. I've got a big group project to work on. Um, I've got, I just finished my Paradox story last night. Um, so there's just a lot of things. It's mostly, I try to plan out as much as I can, but it's, it goes on a week-by-week -week basis, to be honest. You know, it's just kind of like, all right, done with this week. Let's relax a little bit. Let's jump to the next week. Um, but a lot of times I work on the weekends, too, with basketball or or track like we were this past Sunday um, you know depending on what season it is it could be football could be volleyball could be baseball softball um, with athletics and then I usually work at Kello on Sundays and Tuesday nights um, doing stuff with them so trying to manage it the big thing is just know what's coming up and just make a schedule and try to manage it as best as you can um, I'm a pretty bad procrastinator sometimes depending on the project um, so I try to limit that as much as possible, and obviously that's, that helps a lot too. But time management's the big thing. If you're really busy, as all college students, I'd say most college students are really busy and got a lot going on, but you got to try to manage your time and just... But also make sure you're saving time for social life and being with friends and, and hanging out and going out with them. And um, you got to make sure you're living that part of the college experience as well. Of course, of course. 
So, um, do you have? Did you have like a role model or like an icon you wanted to like be when you when you grew up? Or not necessarily, I guess. You know, I I don't know. I I guess just thinking like my work at Kello, seeing some of the big names there that are still there. Um, you know, like Don Jorgensen and people like people like that. Um, Bridget Bennett, I used to work with her a lot at KSFY. There are two main anchors on the weeknights, and seeing seeing them on air, that always pushed me to want to be in their spot someday. Um, but there's certainly been other role models in my life. Tyler Merriam certainly is one of them here. He's always pushed me to try new things and, you know, kind of recruited me out of high school, so he's always been one I've looked up to. But there's really not anybody in particular. There's just a number of people in the industry that I've seen their work, and I've watch their work, read their work, um, listen to their work, and it just kind of motivates me to want to become something to cl close to what they are someday, um, because seeing what they do, it's like, well, maybe I can do that. Okay, okay. So, um, you are graduating, at least you should be uh, graduating in the next couple of months, I hear. We hope so. If that diploma is signed in May, um, that's kind of the, that's the, that's the plan is to graduate in May. Um, yeah. Yeah, do you have a favorite memory while you've been uh, four years here at, at uh, South Dakota State? Big one that comes to mind, college game day. The fact that a nationally televised ESPN broadcast could be in Brookings when I was here in school was amazing. I was a sophomore. Um, crazy day. I remember waking up super early and walking across campus. My buddies actually camped out the night before and were sitting out there all night, and I was like, I don't have to do that. I got my I got my media badge. I'll just walk over in the morning. So I walked over at about you know whatever five six a.m. Um, holding the camera, just holding this big camera, walking across campus, and um, was backstage the entire time. Got a bunch of video, and then after that, I put together a relive video. You know, relive college game day, and that was one of my most favorite videos I put together. But with athletics, there's you know I've traveled down to. I've traveled to Fargo with softball, um, Ames, Iowa with softball. I've been to University of Minnesota with football in their stadium. That was really cool. Um, and then some other memorable experiences outside of athletics. You know, I think of my Chicago trip as a freshman in journalism club. That was really, that was really cool and interesting. And um, we were going to do one the next year, but then COVID kind of ruined that too. So, and obviously COVID's been a memorable experience. Not a memorable. I mean, you're going to remember. You know, obviously you're going to remember it. Uh, not a great one, but the fact that we've been able to, uh, I've been able to go through almost, you know, two and a half years of my college career having gone through this, um, not always easy, but the fact that we've been able to kind of persevere and, and get through and do a lot of things online at the start and adjust last year with all those different protocols, it was a lot, but yeah, we're almost to the end here, and uh, it's really exciting. Yeah, no kidding. So final question for you. What is Curtis Schmidt's plan after graduation? You know, a lot of people have asked me this lately. Um, you know, there's been a lot of things I've been thinking about. You know, do I want to stay in Brookings? Do I want to go to Sioux Falls? Do I want to be full-time at Kello? Do I want to maybe stay here and work in athletics? And um, for the work I do at Kello, I just really love going out, talking to people, traveling the state um, and neighboring states, and just talking to people and hearing their story. So right now that's kind of the plan is to go there after graduation. I'm hoping to work there this summer if things work out. But... I have a lot. I've got a lot of things to fall back on if I ever had to. And um, throughout my time there, I just kind of feel like that's what's right for me. There's, but I can see myself any, anywhere. I love Brookings. I would love to stay in Brookings. I've always said if you can move Sioux Falls here or move SDSU there, 
that would be amazing for travel-wise when I have to drive back and forth all the time. But no, I, I really love uh, Brookings and SDSU in this community. Um, but I'm just hoping that everything kind of kind of works out, and uh, I guess we'll just see what happens moving forward here. Our next episode will be available on March 11th. This podcast is the property of the School of Communication and Journalism at South Dakota State University, which reserves all rights to its use. Music by Cody M. Johnson and Tyler Addison James is licensed through AMP Music.